Permanent Deacon Talking, Week 5, Year B. Hello, a warm welcome to the fifth Sunday in Ordinary Time. Job's letter, we hear how he's restless and fretting till twilight falls. St Paul's letter to the Corinthians, where Paul doesn't boast about preaching the gospel, he sees it as his duty. And continuing the first chapter of Mark, they leave the synagogue and move to Peter's house. But let's begin with Psalm 146. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. And at once on leaving the synagogue, he went with James and John, straight to the house of Simon and Andrew. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed and feverish, and at once they told him about her. He went into her, took her by the hand, and helped her up. And the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were sick, and those who were possessed by devils. 
the whole town came crowding round the door, and he cured many who were sick with diseases of one kind or another. He also drove out many devils, but he would not allow them to speak, because they knew who he was. In the morning, long before dawn, he got up and left the house, and went off to a lonely place and prayed there. Simon and his companions set out in search of him, and when they found him, they said, Everybody is looking for you. He answered, Let us go elsewhere, to the neighbouring country towns, so that I can proclaim the message there too, because that is why I came. I heard someone on the bus saying, I stopped believing in God after all the tsunamis, earthquakes and floods. The young woman, her friend and her baby got off the bus at the next stop, so I didn't hear any more. I did wonder what reason she would give or who she would blame from now on if she'd stopped blaming God for everything. We know when misfortune occurs, it is handy to find something to blame to find a scapegoat. Yet the story of Job reveals that he never stopped believing in God or even blamed God at all, despite all the encouragement he got to do so from his wife and so-called friends. We're still in the first chapter of Mark and he can't stop telling us how different Jesus is concerning all this. Jesus is proclaiming that the kingdom of God is near He brings good news that God brings compassion and love, mercy and forgiveness. Jesus responds to suffering by healing, touching and forgiving. He becomes close and present to anyone who is hurting. He helps the put down and accused to stand up again and shows them their dignity and worth. He also doesn't turn away from evil, but confronts it with kingdom authority and power. Mark makes it clear that this kingdom was for the poor and that Jesus would establish justice founded on mercy for those carrying heavy burdens. Mark wanted everyone to know that from the very beginning, Jesus brought this about by his words, actions and very presence. Jesus was ready and able to confront evil and win the spiritual battle for the human heart, together with the mental and physical battles over suffering and eventually death. In the readings today, we find that Jesus definitely has the power and will to heal Simon's mother-in-law. And did you notice he did this on the Sabbath? This is one of the major points of conflict that resulted in the rejection of Jesus by his opponents. Peter is already showing his faith in Jesus by bringing him home to heal his family and perhaps to show them why he was about to leave his job and follow him. The Sabbath was not meant to be a day of toil. So as soon as it was over at sunset, the whole town seems to gather at Peter's house. Jesus is described as curing many that night, showing personal compassion, love, and a sympathetic response to any heartfelt requests for his help. However, Mark does not go into details. 
He will later demonstrate how the Pharisees and Herodians used the Sabbath to seek Jesus' death. For now, Mark wants to show that Jesus is a witness to the truth about a loving God and that he spent his time proclaiming the kingdom of God and through his healings and exorcisms, Jesus had the power and the authority to do this. That was the message he wanted to preach about the good news all over Galilee. Sometimes this meant saying no to Peter and to the demands of the crowds who besieged him for miracle cures. For Mark, the essential teaching and actions of Jesus are also connected to his personal presence with individuals like Peter, James and John. There's always something personal in the message and ministry of Jesus, demonstrated in the more detailed accounts of his healing. His approach to people in need is a good example for us to follow. It would seem that if we know someone in need in order to help them like Jesus did, we must become present to them in some way. This means being close with them, being prepared to listen to their problems and to be prepared to bend the rules a little, to be without judgment and full of mercy and compassion instead. We mustn't be like Job's comforters who visited him in his affliction and offered him some way of making sense of his troubles by blaming God and telling Job that, in any case, he was such a bad person that he deserved it. The real answer to our afflictions comes in the response to the psalm. Praise the Lord who heals the brokenhearted. Healing has many facets to it and can be interpreted as becoming well again, becoming restored to a normal condition, to cause painful emotions to be no longer grievous, or to bring about reconciliation. A cure is more limited to a course of treatment linked to a particular physical element. We do pray for curative treatment to be successful, but in particular, the sacrament of the sick is concerned with healing in a more abstract way. The sacrament of the sick may not always cure an individual, but it always results in healing in some way. That's why we shouldn't leave this as a last resort, or view the sacrament as something extreme. The sacrament of the sick can bring the example of the healing Christ to anyone in need in a personal way today. Although the sacrament is reserved for priests and bishops, it doesn't mean that we have no power to heal. We can bring the Holy Spirit and the power of prayer into the lives of those we become close to. We can confidently ask God to bless them and heal them, like Simon Peter did, with the assurance that Jesus sees them as close as a brother or sister and mother. The good news of Mark is that Jesus is here today, ready to confront all injustice with authority of his word, actions and very presence, and to be with us in our modern struggles, just as he was for those in Capernaum. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. I've stood on this stage night after night, reminding the broken it'll be alright. But right now, Oh, right now I 
just came It's easy to sing when there's nothing to bring me down But what will I say when I'm held to the flame like I am right now Say it only takes a little faith to move a mountain. Well, good thing a little faith is all I have right now. God, when you choose to leave mountains unmovable, oh, give me the strength to be. I know you're able I know 